Together we can mobilize a global mission force to finish the task. This is your tribe. Hello, how are you doing, Brother Ruben? Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Very good, very good. How, how is the weather out there? It looks very shiny. Thank you. But you said it's raining out there. It's shiny, but it's also raining outside. <laughs> it's, uh, at the, we are going to the end of the rainy season. Oh, okay. Seize the moment. So now yep. we ha have our yep. dear brother Ruben uh, Kachala, a powerful, passionate uh, mobilizer, my African brother. And we met each other at um, a Global Mobilizing Consultation uh, back in 2009, when everybody can travel. 19? <laughs> uh, 2019, yeah, that's 19. right. And I remember the most about him is his voice, his smile, and his, um, his passion as a mobilizer. He just took me aside and said, can we exchange uh, contact and what are you doing? Let me tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and unfortunately, there was, um, there was a pandemic taking place for the last 16, 18 months. And That's we right. haven't been able to meet with one another. However, I have watched some of your interviews uh, on YouTube and also an, another interview with um, uh, Mission Nexus. So now you're also invited to be on this new program, which is called This Is Your Tribe. Thank you. A mobilizer tribe. Thank you. Uh, and hosted by Thank you so um, Global Mobilization Network. So, Thank you so how much. How are you Thank lately? You uh, how are you lately? Well, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I have been so busy mobilizing uh, the Malawi Church for global mm -hmm. missions. And um, also, we were busy trying to form a Malawian National Mission Association because yeah, that's uh, Malawi, being a, yeah, being a, a a Christian nation for many years, we did not have anything uh, like a, a mission force for the whole nation. So we just formed that in February. Uh, so it's yeah, called so we're excited. Malawi Evangelical Mission Association. So it's more like a platform exactly for churches and That's mobilizers right. and mission organizations. All right. Mission agencies and churches that are passionate about missions they have joined forces to have one common vision and goal to mobilize Malawi for global missions. So you're also the chairman for uh, this platform? Yes. Also at the same time, yes, I am. your mission agency is Frontier Missions International, which is also exactly. a Malawi exactly. original. That's right. So tell me about this journey. Yeah, tell me about this journey yeah. that uh, you are, um, you're a missionary yourself or, or you know a lot of missionaries and mobilizers and who encourages you to do this or uh, where, where does all this come from? 
Wow. <laughs> well, the easiest answer is it comes from the Lord. But if you want a story, right. is <laughs> the story is that uh, I think it started, I think, 20 years, 26 years ago, rather, when I went to Bible college, I my original plan was to become a pastor. Mm-hmm. So I went to Bible school in 1995. And um, right in that Bible school, right in the first semester, that's when things changed because mm-hmm. every day, every chapel service, we were praying for countries using Operation World, that big book by Patrick Johnston. Mm. So as we went on praying for each country each day, the statistics in those countries, the profiles, especially the countries that had a small number of Christians and high percentages of other religions, that is the thing that changed my life from Mm. being a pastor to being a missionary guy. Mm. I, I looked at those statistics and I compared with my country, Malawi, and uh, by that time we were talking about 80% Christian in Malawi, 80, 80% Christian. Yeah, and I said, mm. what am I doing in Malawi? What mm. am I doing? I'm just coming in the Bible school mm. in order to add on top of other men of God in a country that is already evangelized. May the Lord send me somewhere. May hey, the preach Lord it, use brother. me somewhere. That's, 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 my, that's my story. <laughs> so that was the beginning of my journey, right in 1995. And so mm. fast forward, fast forward, I ended up becoming a national director of missions in my denomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in 2004. From, from 1995 to 2004, I got elected as a national director of missions in the Malawi Assemblies of God. Mm. Fast forward, 2010, I found myself and my family on the plane to India to fulfill that calling of going where the gospel is little or mm. not known. Wow. So 2010, a family a family of four from Malawi flew to New Delhi, India, and um, where we were involved in uh, reaching high caste Hindus for about four years. The plan was not to stay there for four years. The plan was even to die there because it was our heart, just like Paul who says it has always been my ambition Mm. to preach the gospel where Christ was not named. So India to us was like a second home. And we were so excited to be in India. And being in India for four years, it was like for four weeks. Because life just went... Yeah, I know. But then something something disappointing, quote-unquote, happened Mm. in... 2014. I'm saying disappointing, quote unquote, because as we were preparing to come back to Malawi in 2014 to renew our visas, the Lord started speaking to us about mobilization. 
the Lord started telling us never to go back to India. I said, no, this must be a demon. There is no way we have prayed and prayed and struggled and raised support for India. We cannot be in India for four years and go back home just like that. So we started fighting against that voice. But the more we fought, the more the voice grew and grew bigger and bigger. And finally, it was realized it was the Lord calling us to come back to Africa and mobilize Malawi and Africa for global missions. Wow. So when we came back in 2014, October, we came for good. The plan was to set up a platform that we can mobilize Malawi. And he gave us a vision in a form of a, a motto, turning Malawi from a mission field into a mission force. Turning Malawi from a mission field into a mission force. The gospel has been in Malawi for many, many years, but Malawi is doing very little in terms of frontier global missions. So the Lord brought us to Malawi to shake the church, to stir the church, and to help Malawi send laborers to the ends of the earth. So in 2015, we set up a mission sending agency as our platform mm -hmm. for that. Frontier Missions International was founded by me and my wife as a platform for mobilization and sending in order to, to become a platform through which we can speak to denominations and churches in Malawi about the need for Malawi to wake up and send laborers to the nations. Mm. So that's what happened. And we are busy doing that under FMI up to now. So FMI now has been able to speak in most of our cities in Malawi. And uh, right now we also have a school of missions which is running training workers who are going to go to the nations. And as a way to make the vision bigger and bigger in Malawi, we have influenced other agencies and churches to form this Malawi Evangelical Mission Association as a bigger platform, a united force for all churches that are mission-minded and agencies. But together, we can join hands as we mobilize Malawi for the nations. So that's what is happening. That's my story in the past and in the present. Wow. You know, I'm just taking notes <laughs> because I think I missed some of that uh, when we first met. <laughs> right. You know, because okay. we, right. we only have a few minutes talking to one another, but also at the same time. I know you're a Kairos yeah. guy. I know you are a, a, a global affiliate with a mission for mission mobilization as well. So I believe we have a lot in common. Uh, but I, what I want to ask you about you right. is, this is not easy. You said easy, you know, from 2014, when I come back and things just bang, bang, bang happen. But apparently there are challenges, apparently when you talk about like-minded partners like churches and partners, it's really hard to, um, 
start something uh, in terms of global perspective is really new uh, from the mission field to a mission force some there must That's be right. some people say you, you must be out of your mind <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that because it couldn't be all positive and good because I want to hear the challenges and but also at the same time how do you overcome all that um, and you know take the journey to where you are today right yeah I think I would say one of the biggest challenges is uh, lack of uh, a community of like-minded people I was trained to be a pastor, and I was ordained as a pastor. Everyone calls me a pastor, but then look at me. I have no church. I have, I'm not pastoring anyone. You know, when people t talk to me about pastoring, I said, I have 7,000 unreached people groups. Those are the members of my church. <laughs> I, wa I want them to go to heaven. So as a mobilizer, nobody knows what a mobilizer is all about. And so I am out yeah. of place with many people. Many men and women of God, they look at me as someone from Mars. Because what are you talking about? There's no mobilizer here. Who are you? You, ha you have to go back to a church. You were in India. Now we must give you a church. I said, no, please do not give me a church. I want to visit every church. I want to go to every denomination. I have a message for Malawi. I want Malawi to turn from a mission field into a mission force. So I don't want to be stuck in a congregation. So that has been a challenge because I have no friends who can confide with me, who talk my language. I don't have a tribe, as you could say. Hey, you, you got me, so you got us. <laughs> Thank you. I have you. Thank you. You, you know, so I just want to I, I just echo with that. I think we all experience and and ex and also a few very similar scenario here. Any of these countries, you know, transforming from the mentality as a mission receiving end. Uh, to mission sending, welcoming, participating. That is a journey. The journey starts from probably seminary, uh, you know, missional courses like Kairos, perspectives, and many, many and efforts and join force. So I think this was, was not easy. I, I feel you because there was a very similar journey for me as well. How about Malawi? Yeah, what, what's, what's after you know, your initiative uh, taking, uh, starting a platform, Frontier Missions Interna International, right. and also you know, trying to communicate with others, and what, what happened? Well, some people started receiving it. Uh, for example, when we were forming Frontier Missions International, I had to approach big people in churches. 
to become the board of trustees of my organization. And they started receiving it gladly by God's grace. And so we started moving. Of course, my fellow pastors, some of them would look at me skeptically and say, what is this that this guy trying to do? Or maybe as he's got Western donors, he, he must have a lot of money. You know, there's no way someone can just get out of a comfort zone of a church and go into that kind of uncertainty. You know, all that. But by God's grace, I started seeing people responding to my message. And I started developing people, mentoring them and discipling them. And I'm glad that now they are the ones who are my friends. <laughs> I have lost most of my peers in Bible college days. Right now, those who are becoming my friends are the ones that I'm mentoring. The ones I'm discipling, they are now becoming my community. Because what we do is when we mobilize people, we put them in a WhatsApp forum, we keep them, we continue chatting, we continue talking, and they become my friends. Mm. And one of the challenges also is about the means of livelihood. How do you survive? You are in the city, you need finances to pay your rent. You need money to send your kids to school. And so as you trust God for that, people look at it as an old-fashioned type of faith. Mm. Because, hey, my friends, my pastoral friends today are driving. They are, you know, pastoring big churches. They are enjoying good financial support. But to me, it's like I'm living in 1970, where I have to live by faith. They say, what do you mean faith? I said, I trust God. What do you mean trust God? Because it's no longer ahead of these days to, to live by faith. People must live by a salary at least. So that's one of the challenges that when you struggle, mm. you look at yourself and say, what am I doing? But when you realize that you are mobilizing for the ends of the earth, you just praise God and continue moving. So those are wow. some of the challenges, but we thank God that through those challenges, we are seeing a breakthrough of people being mobilized. That's crazy. Uh, that's also beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, Pastor Ruben, um, when I listened to your uh, uh, your video, um, uh, Mission Nexus, uh, you mentioned about uh, a very specific topic: that seven steps from uh, a mission field to a mission uh, sending force. Um, I think that's a that's right. A, a very profound um, statement, especially from a uh, emerging uh, mission effort. So, can you tell us and share that with us uh, some of the steps uh, that maybe you can, it can be an encouragement yeah. for others as well? I hope I'll be able to remember some of them. <laughs> Just some of them. Seven, <laughs> I said. I know the, the, the talk was how to mobilize the whole country for missions. Mm -hmm. And I said, step number one should be prayer. Mm -hmm. If you want to mobilize a country for missions, 
the best thing to start with is prayer. Jesus saw the lost, the unreached. He did not say go. He did not say send. He did not say give. He did not say mobilize. He said ask the Father, the owner of the harvest, to send forth laborers. So I believe prayer is the number one strategy. If you Amen. want an emerging missionary movement in a country, tell people to pray. Hmm. When you pray, you are laying a foundation of a powerful missionary force. Because through prayer, mobilization will happen naturally. Through prayer, giving will come naturally. Mm. Prayer will be the foundation of giving. Prayer will be the foundation of going, welcoming, and mobilizing. Everything will, will grow from a soil, a fertile soil of prayer. We have seen that in Malawi. We just pray for unreached people groups every day. We have a WhatsApp group. We gather, uh, we meet every day on WhatsApp. Over 100 people are in that WhatsApp group. Ooh. And we throw in it and reach the people group per day <coughs> from Joshua Project. And as a result of that prayer, people begin to ask questions. Who are these people? Where are they? How can I do something more? That's when I'm beginning to see Malawians sending money, Malawian money being sent to Bangladesh to support a missionary. Malawian money being sent to Indonesia, Malaysia. Malawian money sent to India. That has started happening because of prayer. So I would say prayer is number one. Mobilize prayer, then you mobilize the nation for missions. Secondly, I would say, develop mobilizers. Mm. Developing mobilizers. Every vision needs a trumpet blower. There is no vision that will succeed without a visionary. So a mm. visionary for mobilization is technically called a mobilizer. If you develop more mobilizers, then you have more trumpet blowers across your country, speaking mm -hmm. the same language, changing the church, giving them the vision for missions that will change that country Amen. from a mission field into a mission force. Mm. And of course, you need also to develop indigenous mobilization tools. Yes contextualize mobilization tools yes it's good to have perspectives but it was not created in your country no <laughs> it was created for another audience hmm. it's good to have kairos but it was created for the filipino audience it's good to have all these others but until you develop your own flavor of a tool, at least in your own language, if possible, then people will embrace missions as their own thing. Mm. And so that's what we have done in Malawi. Wow. We have Kairos, yes. 
We have perspectives, yes, but we have also developed something else. I have created a course, I call it Understanding World Evangelization, UWE. UWE. Mm. That one is selling like hotcakes because people are receiving it from a Malawian, a Malawian who speaks their language, who eats their food, who looks like them, a Malawian who's been to India. And so whatever I speak, people receive it. There is some credibility because they say, we know him. We know him. He was in India. He speaks our language. I think he must be speaking the truth. So I would encourage countries, wherever you are, if you want your country to become a mission force, develop indigenous mission mobilization tools. I can stop there before I reach seven. <laughs> I, I think I, I read that somewhere, and that was so profound okay. and really helpful. And we have been That's uh, right. trying and taking baby steps. I think every context uh, in different country is very different. However, we always we can learn right. from one another. Uh, can you help me with one right. last thing? And what is the, a few words of encouragement that we can learn from you? And also, how can we work um, in collaboration better with other stakeholders, and especially our African brothers and sisters? Uh, right now, this is a time that we really want to see the emerging church become an emerging mission force. So how can we right. work with one another? What is your expectation? You know, my friend, let me tell you this. <clears throat> we live in a network world. Yes. Therefore, whatever we do must change. We live in days where leadership must also change. Mm -hmm. I should not be looking for edit that he is a founder of so-and-so, he's done a great job and is a big, big fellow in Malawi. Mm -hmm. Those days are gone. We live in a network world where we have to live together, live together and work together with a common goal. So I would encourage us in the global south, in Africa, in Latin America, in Asia, that uh, we should not look at each other as competitors. Mm. We should look at each other as, as complementers. We are all behind in terms of missions because we were, we were a mission field. We used to be a mission field. So we cannot afford to work in competition. It's already too late. It's time for me and my brother from China to hold our hands and move, move forward. It's time for me and my brother in Egypt, my brother in India, my brother in Brazil, hold hands and work together, learn from each other. I must share my experiences. I must learn from their experiences and we must move together. One of the things that we're planning to do in Malawi with Malawi Evangelical Mission Association, you know what we want to do? We want Malawi Evangelical Mission Association to be what we call a dance hall. A dance hall. What, what is, is that? that? It's a place 
It's a place where organizations, mission agencies will come and feed from what is available. For example, if, uh, if OM in Malawi and YWAM in Malawi, they, they were work, working in competition, they must come to Mehman and share notes on how to do missions. If FMI and another organization in Malawi, we were working in isolation, we will meet at MEMA and share notes. Because what FMI needs must could be with YWAM. What YWAM is looking for, it is with OM. So we want to bring these guys together mm. that they can start forming partnerships together. It's not time to promote names of organizations. It's time to promote one name, Jesus among the nations. And then, so we want to develop partnerships within the country, agency to agency, church to agency, church to church. They must begin to share notes and collaborate. Mm. After that, here's another thing. We want to connect with networks across the world. If there is a North Africa network, we must invite a network leader and be in a meeting with MEMA, maybe via Zoom, share what's happening in North Africa, let Malawian agencies and leaders listen and ask him questions, how to join that, how to send laborers to North Africa. South Asia, what is the network in South Asia? Bangladesh, India, Nepal, Pakistan, who is leading that network? We bring the leader into our Zoom meeting in Malawi. He shares what's happening there. And people begin to ask questions. How can I send laborers in Bangladesh? We collaborate. Reaching Chinese in Africa. Hmm. We have Chinese in Africa. I who know. is doing that? We, bring that? we bring that guy who is leading Chinese network of, network of reaching Chinese in Africa. We bring that guy in a member Zoom meeting he shares what's happening, and he comes to Malawi to do training on how to reach Chinese. Collaboration, networking, that's the name of the game, my friend, if we can finish the Great Commission. That's great. <laughs> Pastor Ruben, I can listen to this all day. Yeah. We're speaking the same language. <laughs> we are in the, you know, Amen. the Amen. one Let's same tribe. <laughs> Amen. So thank you and appreciate what you just shared with us. I think that's powerful. And also at the same time, I learned so thank much you. from you. And hopefully, thank you so much. You know, we can hear that same language across the world. And next time, uh, and we can share notes, share memos, and, and that you know that what's happening at the other side of the world and we all get excited because right. his will needs to be done and done it with Amen. collaboration, holding hands together. Hallelujah. Thank you. That's Thank true. you, Pastor. And, and we just pray Welcome. that everything goes well, your training and contextualized materials and also the prayer movement. And we are with you. Thank you yeah. very much. This is our Thank tribe. You so much.